In the last next few minutes, the next 15, 20 minutes that we have here tonight, I want to run through some of the halachas of Tisha B'Av this year. We are now heading towards the nine days. Rosh Chodesh is Shabbos. Yom Kippur Cotton is ready on Thursday. Rosh Chodesh is Shabbos. The, the nine days, the, the three weeks are coming, heading towards the nine days, which have a much more severe halachic parameters to them. And then Shabbos will be the eighth of Tisha B'Av and Shabbos Pashas Devarim with Tisha B'Av falling on a Sunday, meaning that Tisha B'Av starts on Matzai Shabbos. Now, normally uh, on the Shabbos, we eat three meals, uh, three meals being a Friday night meal, a Shabbos morning meal, and a Siddush Lishis. One can continue to eat three meals on the Shabbos, even though it's Erev Tisha B'Av, and Shabbos morning is Erev Tisha B'Av, Siddush Lishis is Erev Tisha B'Av. One can eat normal three meals as normal without needing to reduce at all the 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 Suda Shabbos. In fact, one can even sing Zemiris, even on Suda Shlishis, one can, one can sing Zemiris. One doesn't make any recognition of Avelos whatsoever in the Suda Shlishis. What we do do is try and minimize the level of Simcha that we have at Suda Shlishis. So we don't go dancing around the table and we don't, we don't try and uh, uh, expound Simcha, but we do have a normal Shabbos meal. We can invite guests throughout the Shabbos. So the shlishes, it does say in halacha that if one should minimize guests, it's best not to invite guests, unless it's somebody that really needs an invitation, or somebody that regularly ha- comes to you for, for Suda Shlishes, or people that you regularly have for Suda Shlishes, because they need to be there for you, need to be there for Suda Shlishes, then those people you're allowed to invite as well. But just to invite guests for the sake of having company, then it's best to avoid on the Suda Shlishes, which is Erev Tishabov. There's, there's no need to minimize the amount of food you eat in Suda Shlishes. Because Shabbos is Shabbos. And normally we would have a Suda Mavsekes on Erev Tishbov prior to the onset of Tishbov. But this year, because it's Shabbos, there's no Suda Mavsekes. The Suda is only a Suda of Suda Shlishes, and you can eat as much as you like. In fact, the person is even allowed to eat more than he would normally in order to try and help him get over the fast easily without... Uh, without uh, too much trouble. So he's allowed to eat even more at Sudish Lishes. What he's not allowed to do is publicly express the reason why I'm eating so much food at this Sudish Lishes is to enable me to fast better tomorrow because that constitutes a, a problem of Hachana that would enter into the parameters of Issa Hachana and therefore that would be problematic. But if you don't express it, you just lay on a gourmet I wouldn't say gourmet, but you lay on a, a, a wonderful lavish meal of lots of food so that you can be satisfied and, and help you through the tainus. That's absolutely permitted, no problem whatsoever. The tainus, however, does start at shkia, at sunset. So from sunset, one's got to stop eating and drinking at sunset. You can eat up until the point of sunset and bench afterwards. That's not a problem. There's no problem saying bechas amazon after shkia. But the, the Achila and Shtir has to stop. Issa Achila and Issa Shtir begins at sunset. Some say that once sunset arrives, so you're not eating, you're not, you're not drinking anymore, you shouldn't be singing Shalos Zemiris either. The many Hasidim have a, a custom to sing Zemiris right the way through till the beginning of Nacht, till the onset of, of, of Tishabov fully when it's nightfall. But we, our minigis, and that's the basic halacha, they, they found some way around it, because singing is zmiris for sishpochis, and it's a way of, of being, uh, awakening a person to, to dedicate himself more to Akadish Baruchu. It's not coming from a place of simcha. That's fine. That's all very well if you belong to the, the those, uh, sections of Kladisrol. But for us, 
where the halachid is the overriding factor in our lives, hopefully, then one shouldn't sing Zemiris post Shkia. Normally, after Sudam Afsekas, on a Erev Tishabov, on a normal year, when Tishabov falls on a weekday, and the Sudam Afsekas is, uh, Erev Tishabov is also a weekday, then once one's eaten his Sudam Afsekas and he's benched, he was not allowed to eat or drink afterwards, unless he makes an explicit condition before he benches, before he says Birch Samazan, that he wants to, he or she wants to drink or eat some more afterwards. If he hasn't made that condition, then he's not allowed to drink or eat post Birch Samazan. However, Shabbos, because it's not a Suda Mavsekas, it's a Suda Shabbos. If a person said Birch Samazan after Suda Shlishes, before sunset, and he didn't explicitly express a condition that he's going to eat afterwards, he can carry on eating until sunset. He does not need to make a Tanai she doesn't need to explicitly express a condition because it's Shabbos. And Shabbos is Shabbos. The, the, the tiniest cannot start on Shabbos, and therefore you're allowed to eat up until Shkia. Normally on an Erev Tishabov, the Halacha tells us, the Ramah tells us, on Erev Tishabov one doesn't learn unless it's, it's subjects which are relevant, subject matter which is relevant to Tishabov. Any other subject of Torah, Torah is Pekudah Hashem Yeshorim Mesamchei Lev. Torah of HaKashbroch will gladden Zahat, create Simcha, and therefore Erev Tishbov, which is the time of Avelos, we minimize our limit Torah. The Ramah adds that even when Erev Tishbov falls on a Shabbos, we also do not learn on Shabbos afternoon, and therefore the Minig Ashkenaz, and the Minig in our shul, is that we do not say Peke Ovis, Shabbos Mincha. We do not say because we want to fulfill the halach of the remote, which says that we do not learn on Shabbos afternoon. However, there are many who disagree with the remote. Though it is the minig in our shul, there are many who disagree with the remote, and they say, particularly when Erev Tishbab is on a Shabbos, uh, Shabbos Kodesh, how can one not learn? Then rather than sit around doing nothing, if one's not capable of learning the, uh, the halachas and the subject matters which are relevant to Tishabov, rather than sit around and wasting your time, particularly on Shabbos, one should learn whatever one would like to learn up until the onset of Tishabov and Tishkia. Ben Hashmash is of Shabbos, the, the time between sunset and nightfall is Shabbos, but it's also Tishabov. It's also the beginning of Tishabov, but it's also Shabbos. So the sense is Shabbos, so we're about Avelus, but on Shabbos. So the halachas of Avelus on Shabbos are as follows. That anything which is considered Avelus but sinner in private is relevant. And, be, the, and the halachas begin on Shabbos. Anything which is called Avelus but fahesia, public, public expression, a public display of Avelus, does not begin until Shabbos is finished. And therefore, in the Ben Hashmoshes of Shabbos, between Shabbos and Tishabov, we do not change our clothes. We don't change our shoes. Even on Tishbov, we have to wear non-leather shoes. On Tishbov, we're not allowed to wear big day Shabbos. But on Ben Hashmashes, we don't change our shoes yet because that's a public display of Avelis. We don't change our clothes because that's a public display of Avelis. We don't sit on the floor because that's again a public display of Avelis. Uh, in Shul, we leave the prayers up until after Nacht because otherwise we're publicly displaying, we're publicly declaring that we are in Avelis. That's not forbidden. But any other halachas, all other halachas of Tishabov, for example, eating, drinking, washing, uh, smearing, uh, smearing oils on a person, or perfumes on a person, or marital relationships which are forbidden on Tishabov, they begin already from the time of Shkia. 
They become relevant from the time of Shkia, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, and therefore eating and drinking is forbidden. You can't use a, a spray yourself with, with perfumes, etc. from the time of sunset onwards. Even though you're still walking around with the Shabbos, you're still wearing your Shabbos shoes, and you're not wearing your Tishabov shoes, because there's a difference between things which are considered public displays of Avelos and Avelos which is in private. Therefore, this poses a problem, a real problem for men or ladies who come to shul, because we're going to come to shul, and till nacht, we have to remain wearing Shabbos, our Shabbos clothes and wearing our, our Shabbos shoes. Soon as you say Baruch it's not nacht anymore, it's now Tisha B'av. we then need to be wearing our weekday clothes, and we need to be wearing our weekday shoes. So what does one do? So the remark tells us a very interesting minute, which is a minute of our shul too. And that is that you come to shul and you wait in your seat, sit on your seat. And as soon as the chazan says baruchu, we all answer baruchu. And then we stop and we make a break. And we go out and we change our shoes. We go out and we change our shoes. And then we come back and we continue davening. And we continue davening mariv. And we say kinnis. And we, say, we read the Megillah and we say kinnis. Many people today have a different minute. Most shuls I would suggest in the area Today have a different minute, and they start Mariv later. They start Mariv later, so they give you time post Nacht. You say you change your shoes, you change your clothes, and you then come to shul as you would come on a normal Tishabov during the week, at dressed in weekday clothes and a Tishabov shoes, and then you start Mariv with the Barko and you continue the Mariv sitting on the floor, etc. Now what's interesting about the minute, the difference between the two Minhagim, and I think we've mentioned this before, but we're going to mention it again, it's extremely interesting, is that the background to the Ramah's minute is probably based on the fact the Ramah tells us that on Tishabov, which is a sh- on, on Shabbos Chazoyim, which is the Shabbos of the nine days, we do not wear Big Day Shabbos. And Rabbi Feldman Zechari Levrocha uh, never used to wear Big Day Shabbos on Shabbos Chazoyim. And in the minute of the Ramah, which is not to wear big the Shabbos, Shabbos Chazoyim. So when Tisha B'av falls on a Matzoyi Shabbos, you're already wearing your weekday clothes. The only thing that you're not wearing is your shoes, your, your Tisha B'av shoes. So therefore the remark can tell us a very simple thing. He says, come to shul, dress in your weekday clothes, because you're anyway going to be wearing your weekday clothes. All you need to do is change your shoes. So as soon as it's after Baruchu, you go out, you change your shoes, and you put your, you, you bring your shoes Friday before Shabbos to shul, and you change them just after Baruchu, and then you revert back to the base of Medrash, and you continue married as Tisha B'av. We today, however, in our shul, the minicus seems to have has, has got lost over the over the years, probably because most people have gone to yeshiva, and in yeshiva, most people follow the minic of Yisrael, the minic agro, that one doesn't wear weekday clothes on Shabbos, because we're wearing weekday clothes on Shabbos is a public display of mourning on Shabbos, and therefore it's forbidden. And that's how most of the shul today will, will, will walk around on Shabbos with Shabbos clothes, not with weekday clothes, which therefore means that if we follow the meaning of the Ramah to just change our shoes after Borku, then we're going to be sitting on Leil Tishabov in Tishabov shoes, but we're now big day Shabbos. And if you're wearing Shtramelach and Bekesha, you'll be wearing your Shtramelach and Bekesha when you're saying Kinnis and reading Megillah, and that's strange. And that's why the minute probably has changed in the rest of the world, because most of the world wear big day Shabbos, the minute probably changed to starting Mariv late so that they can change their clothes from big day Shabbos to big day Chol. But we in Shul, despite the fact that we've dropped the minute of the Ramah of wearing weekday clothes on Shabbos Chazoyim, we still kept the minute of the Ramah of only changing our shoes post-Baruchu, it's a questionable why we do that. It's not quite 
uh, doesn't fit 100% with the logic behind the minhage harama and the minhagim of the world today. But that's the meaning of the shul, and that's what we will do. Uh, some people will bring a weekday jacket and change. Some people take their ties off. Some people bring a weekday hat uh, and leave it in shul on Friday. And they will do what the, the best they can in the, in the situation. But that is the meaning of the shul. That's what we do. We bring our shoes and any item of clothing that we want to change into to shul on Friday, and we would change after Baruch on Motsoy Shabbos Marib after Borchu and wash our hands from changing our shoes and sit down, wash our hands of course the way we wash our hands on Tishabov, because it's already Tishabov, and sit down and on the floor and continue doubling Marif. Motsoy Shabbos Havdallah, which is usually said on a case on a cup of wine, can't be said on Tishabov. On Motsoy Shabbos, which is Tishabov, one can't say Havdallah. So Havdallah won't be said. Havdallah will only be said after Tishabov on Sunday night. However, the, the Havdalah, the Atachin Antona, which is said in Shemayin Esra, that would have to be said. There's no reason why not to say that. So in the Marib of, of Matzai Shabbos, you will say the Atachin Antona, you just won't come home and say the, the Havdalah on a cup of wine. Bayerim Ma'erha Eish, however, can be said on Tishabov. Besamim we don't say, because Besamim we bring Simcha. But Bayerim Ma'erha Eish, we can say on Tishabov. And therefore, in Shul, in our Shul, for example, before we read the Megillah, the Chazan will have a, a large candle there, and he will make the bracha of Bayerim Ma'erha Eish. What will then happen is they will take the, the candle, there'll be a few candles around the Shul, they will be walked around the Shul, so everybody can say the bracha of Bayerim Ma'erha Eish. And the Mekayim, at least the mitzvah, even though you're not making Abdullah on the coast. Those who, are, who stand further back from the chazan, and therefore will have to wait between the chazan's bracha and them being able to benefit from the light, should really wait until the light comes near them, and then benefit from the light and make the bracha, rather than relying on the bracha of the chazan with a break of, could be a number of minutes, till the, the candle comes into the vicinity of the shul that he's standing. And therefore, in, in somebody who's sitting further back should wait till the candle comes near them and they should make the bracha of Barimaraish. The bracha of Barimaraish for a woman is more problematic. That's a machlekus in the poskim, whether a woman can say the bracha of Barimaraish at all or not. But even, even not relevant to the question of whether a woman can say Abdullah, which we'll come to in a moment, but there's a question whether a woman can say the bracha of Barimaraish. So I don't know if in shul the, there, is, there are candles for the women, but if there are candles for the women upstairs, and the best is for them to to fulfill the mitzvah of the bracha by listening to the chazan saying the bracha Barimaraish, and then benefiting immediately as soon as they can from the candle that's that, that's going around the ladies' shul, the ladies' quarters upstairs. If there are no candles in the ladies' shul upstairs, or if a woman is not coming to shul because she's looking after children or can't make it to shul, then the best scenario is for the husband not to be in the mitzvah, not to fulfill the mitzvah of Barimaraish in shul, but to have intent not to be yaitz in the mitzvah and wait till he gets home. When they get home, he can make the bracha of Barimaraish on, on the candle together with his wife, and that way he can, he can, uh, enable his wife to fulfill the mitzvah of Barimaraish without any getting involved in suffering brachas. Someone who's not fasting on Tishbov needs to make Abdullah before he eats. So if he's not fasting, then he will make, make Abdullah Matzai Tishbov. If he, he's fasting part day and he needs to break it for whatever reason there is on the middle of the day of Tishbov, he'll make the, the, the Abdullah during the day of Tishbov. But prior to eating, he needs to make Abdullah. When it comes to women who are not fasting and the men folk in the home are fasting, then we have a little bit of a problem because if a woman is not fasting, she can't eat until she makes a bracha. And she needs to make Abdullah. 
a woman, Havdal is always a Suffolk. So if there's a, a means for her to fulfill her mitzvah Havdalah by listening to it from a man, fine. If not, and there's no men around, then then she can make the Havdalah herself. If, however, there's a man who's fasting, then the best scenario is for the husband to make Havdalah for the wife, but the wife should drink. The wife should drink. So if there's no men around and the woman is not fasting, she should make Abdullah herself. If there are men around and they are eating, the man should make the bracha and he should drink the wine. If there's no, if there's no man around who's not fasting, there's only a man around who is fasting, then again, he should make the bracha, he should make the Abdullah and the, the woman should drink the case of wine because of course that the, the man who's fasting can't drink the case of wine. When he's made the Abdullah and his wife's drunk the case of wine, Matsoi Tishbov, he doesn't need to make Abdullah at all. He can come home and eat straight away. He can come home and eat straight away. Chassidim have a different minic here again. The Chassidim will never let a woman say Havdalah. They will never allow a woman to drink a cup of wine from Havdalah. Because I'll pick a bottle that women shouldn't drink a cup of wine. And they're very, very muckered on these things. So what happens when it comes to women fasting, not fasting on Tishbov, is they let them eat without Havdalah because they, there's no way that they can make Havdalah. And Gemara tells us if you can't make Havdalah, then you can eat without Havdalah. And since they are of the opinion that you can't make Havdalah, a woman can never make Havdalah. And therefore they allow the women to eat until Matsoi Tishabov. Matsoi Tishabov, they have to stop eating and wait for the husbands or the men folk to come home. They make Havdalah. They, they might see the woman with Havdalah. Then they can continue eating as normal. Ketanim, children. Do not need to say Havdalah. Children do not need to say Havdalah on Matsoi Tishabov. On Tishabov. Even though children are eating, we do not obligate them to say Havdalah on Tishabov. The bracha of Havdalah, which is said on Matsoi Tishabov, is the bracha of Boi and Hamad Zemekayish You don't say all the, the sukim that we say, Hinekeli Shusyat Tachulayevchad, and the bracha of Boi Mariashis, you said already, so you don't say that. You don't say the bracha on Basamim. So all you're saying is Boi Piragofen and Hamad Zemekayish Lachod and Oilachayish. This year, Tishabov is on Sunday itself. It's not a nitcha. It's the Shabbos is the, the eighth. Tishabov is the ninth. And therefore, it's considered a normal day. It's the 10th of Av. On the 10th of Av, we have, we have a, the, the usual rules which apply to the 10th of Av. And that is that many of the halachas of, of the nine days still apply. One doesn't eat meat or wine until chatzos. One doesn't wash or have a haircut or wash clothes or listen to music until chatzos. Marital relationships is forbidden until chatzos. Best, not forbidden, I shouldn't say that. It's best to avoid until chatzos. However, somebody who's going away and immediately the next morning and needs to wash their clothes, doesn't have time the next morning to wash their clothes, he's hoilich b'derech, then there's there's plenty to rely on to allow them to start washing their clothes immediately post Tishabov. But Tishabov afternoon, there is no heta whatsoever to do any preparation for holidays because one's not allowed to be Masih Das or washing or anything like that. One's not allowed to be Masih Das at all from Tishabov from the Avelus. Yes, one can prepare the meal from Chatzai's onwards, the Motsi Tishabov meal, because that's part of Tishabov. And preparing the Motsi Tishabov meal is something which enables you to still concentrate and think about the Avelus. But anything which is going to distract you from Avelus should not be done with Tishabov. And we issue a Bez Hashem that we shouldn't even arrive at Tishabov. We should all get to Tishabov and Tishabov should be a Moyed. We should be Zerchad to see the Bias Agoyal. We should be Zerchad to see the Golish Lema, the Binyan by Shlishi. We shouldn't have to sit on the floor and mourn. We should see the end of all Avelus, the end of all mourning. And wish you all a wonderful time and a wonderful summer summer break. And we'll look forward to see you all back when we come back and we reconvene post the summer break, feeling refreshed 
and a better state of mind. With the lockdown over behind us, there's Hashem, the pandemic will be completely behind us. There'll be no more pandemic around. We'll be able to get back to serving the Rebbe in the way we know, the way we like, and the way we, we desperately want to. Have a very good night, a very good week, well over the fast, and a good break.